Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Michael Mann is the nation's foremost climate scientist. He has just paired, and this is this is an interesting pairing, with Tom Tolles, who is the Pulitzer Prize-winning cartoonist for the Washington Post, and together they have produced a new book titled The Madhouse Effect, How Climate Change Denial is Threatening Our Planet, Destroying Our Politics, and Driving Us Crazy. This is Michael Mann. Hey, Professor, thanks for coming back. Oh, thank you. It's great to be with you. Why, uh, I mean, I get it. I'm holding the book. I've read it. But explain to my radio audience, why pair with Tom Tolles? Sure. So, you know, climate change, of course, is an issue that's become very contentious in our public discourse. Um, I'm a climate scientist by training, and I tend to uh, try to communicate uh, about the science and its implications by talking about numbers and data and using graphs. And that's sort of an appeal to 
the left brain. Um, but when it comes to this issue, it, it, it's become so contentious, it's become so partisan um, that many people see the issue of climate change through an ideological lens. Um, it's become emotional, uh, and we need to employ our right brains as well. And so, you know, the idea in, in this collaboration was for me to sort of join forces um, with, you know, one of the great editorial cartoonists working today to try to find a new way to talk about the issue of climate change, to combine our left brain and our right brain, uh, reaching people through their minds and through their hearts. I mean, he he has a gift of communication. I'm, I'm looking at the two frogs. I wish I were doing television. I'm doing radio. But uh, you know the cartoon to which I refer? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, the two so frogs. So you, you go ahead and describe boil- it. Yeah. yeah, sitting in a boiling uh, uh, a pot of water. And uh, the one frog says uh, to the other, oh, don't worry. You know, uh, I'm paraphrasing. Um, You know, stovetop temperatures change naturally, (laughs) which is akin to, you know, the the claim that climate changes naturally as a way of dismissing the profound changes we are causing. And literally, we are the frogs in that water that's getting hotter and hotter. Um, And so, you know, as you allude to, uh, the wonderful thing about Tom's cartoons in the Washington Post, uh, where he's done so many cartoons about climate change and the denial of climate change. Um, uh, But he's done a number of new cartoons uh, exclusive to the book. Um, And the brilliant thing um, is the way he's able to just pack so much information um, and so many layers of of meaning and interpretation. There's so much that's communicated um, through his cartoons and in an effortless way. You just take it in um, and you don't realize that you know, you're, you're, you're using your brain to process the information because uh, it's provided, you know, in, 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 in just well, with no disrespect way. to your work, he can do in a cartoon what it would take you five pages to explain. Uh, that's exactly right. right? And, and sort of that was my role was to unpack his cartoons, right, to try to tell the whole story from the basics. You know, science, how does science really work? Um, because there's so much misinformation about, you know, the scientific process um, uh, all the way through the science of climate change, the, the politics, climate change denial. And ultimately, we end with a discussion of the, the path forward solutions. Here's another one that I like. It's a penguin and a polar bear. The penguin is on a block of ice that is Antarctic ice. The polar bear, is that on Antarctic ice or am I just seeing Arctic ice, the second half of maybe the slab of ice? Anyway, they are both saying hello and goodbye to one another at the same time, drifting apart. Yeah, that's right. So the, the polar bear, um, you know, is stranded on a, on a piece of ice, and the, and the the penguin must have caught a an ice drift all the way up from our Antarctica. But the the, the point communicated um, uh, by that cartoon uh, is, you know, that that is the profound impact that we are having on this planet, where we are melting uh, the poles, uh, we are melting the sea ice in the Arctic, we are uh, melting the Antarctic ice sheet, which is going to lead to massive sea level rise, and it's a way to sort of draw it attention to just how profound we're talking about a fundamentally different planet that we're creating through through climate change now one uh, thing about that cartoon is that you know the polar bear has become sort of the poster child for climate change and that's a mixed blessing it's a, t- a double-edged sword because well i think you know these charismatic creatures really do capture our imagination and the fact that they're threatened um 
you know, it, it really, you know, should bother us. But at the same time, it makes it seem like climate change is a really exotic, far-off threat, you know, way off in the Arctic, uh, impacting these, you know, animals that we've never seen in the wild ourselves. Um, so uh, what we try to do uh, in the book is to bring it home um, and, and, and show how climate change actually really is ap- impacting us now where we live um, every Will day. Will you speak to to the phenomena where you you have a a large number of scientists who see the climate change issue the same way, and when their numbers increase, there seems to be a proportionate increase in the number of skeptics who say, aha, see, the fix is in because now they're nearly unanimous. Yeah, I mean, you know, there will always be people um, on the Internet, you know, typing away, convinced that climate change is is a massive hoax, um, and we should not put them on a stage with the world scientists. Now, you may have seen this brilliant John Oliver uh, video where he brings um, uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, um, into the studio and has him debate a climate change denier, you know, off the Internet, Uh, and then he invites 90 six other scientists in white lab coats to join them all on stage to convey, you know, the, 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 where it actually um, stands, that the consensus, the overwhelming consensus, some, anywhere from 97 to 99% of scientists who actually study climate have concluded that climate change is real, it's human-caused, it's already a problem, and it will be a worse problem um, if we don't do something about it. But, as you allude to, there is this echo chamber of climate change denialism um, that is so pervasive in our public discourse today, and it's not by accident. Uh, Fossil fuel interests, the front groups that they fund, the paid talking heads that they hire have created this echo chamber, chamber of climate change denialism that has led to the perception among the uh, public that the science is contested when, in fact, it's not. Um, You know, we we know that, uh, you know, there's an overwhelming uh, consensus that climate change is real and human-caused. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Something else I was happy to see in the Madhouse effect by Michael Mann and Tom Tolles. And I I was just talking about him two days ago on this program with John Meacham. I was talking about Papa Bush, George Herbert Walker Bush, Bush 41, for whom I have the utmost respect. You single him out in this book. How so? Yeah, we do. Um, What we want to remind the readers is that, um, you know, the the partisan divide that now exists in climate change, it wasn't always that way. And, you know, readers will be surprised to learn that some of the heroes (laughs) were actually uh, past Republican presidents, like uh, Richard Nixon, who created the EPA, like uh, George Bush uh, Sr., uh, uh, Herbert Walker Bush, who um, uh, basically um, created a cap and trade to deal with the problem of acid rain. And his um, EPA administrator, William K. Riley, um, is, a, is, is another hero who is really, you know, who made sure that um, that that administration um, took environmental threats very seriously. And Ronald Reagan, who signed the Montreal Protocol to ban the substances destroying the ozone layer. So it is only relatively recent that um, problems, global environmental uh, problems, um, uh, support for acting on them has become a partisan political issue. It wasn't always that way. And there still are some leaders on the Republican uh, side of our political spectrum today, um, but their voices have been muted. Um, they're, they're often uh, scared to speak out because of the way that you know, folks like the Koch brothers have tried to purge their party of, of moderates when it comes to the environment, uh, running primary campaigns against Republicans who express an enlightened view about things like climate change. Uh, that's what, what we've arrived at now. 
Am I right, Michael Mann, that there was not a single direct question in any of the four debates, three presidential, one vice presidential, relative to the issue that is your passion? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's really shocking when you think about it that this is potentially the greatest threat that we face as a civilization moving ahead, um, the problem of, of, of human-caused climate change. And for there, it's literally an existential threat. And for there not to be a single question about climate change in all of the debates, the three presidential debates and the vice presidential debate, uh, boggles the mind. Um, you know, uh, one can speculate as uh, to the possible reasons for that. Um, uh, one can't dismiss entirely the fact that, uh, you know, the, the networks um, that sponsored the debates get a whole lot of advertising money from the American Petroleum Institute and ExxonMobil, and they're running their commercials during the debates. And so right, there's a potential Right, but those conflict. moderators... I I think either for better or worse, I I know this, they have complete discretion. It was totally up to Chris Wallace uh, to ask or not ask whatever he wanted in the final debate. And and, uh, so, too, with his colleagues who were the other moderators. Yeah, you know, and 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 I I like to to believe that too. I have quite a great respect for um for for, for the folks who you know the, for the who have actually done the moderating and Chris Wallace actually did a wonderful job in that uh, the final debate. Um and uh you know, I think part of it as well is that um the issue doesn't register as far up on the list of sort of concerns, issues, um, day, day, you know, the, the sort of issues that we're talking about on a day-to-day basis. Um, there's so many other crises that we're dealing with um, in, you know, our 24-hour news cycle that sort of these slowly emerging threats like climate change uh, get buried in the background when, in fact, um, they're every bit as profound in terms of their impacts on our daily life. And, and all we need to, you know, think about are, is just the onslaught of thousand-year flooding events that we've seen um, in, in this country over the past several months, uh, um, devastating flooding events that were almost certainly made worse by the effects of climate change. The strongest hurricanes in the, both hemispheres occurred in the last year, but somehow we haven't yet in our politics and in the way we cover this journalistically connected the dots. Um, between climate change and these devastating uh, weather events that we're experiencing. And, and I think the problem is that we have had trouble connecting the dots in a way that makes this a compelling issue to talk about in that sort of framework, in a debate framework, but, but we need to. And to the point of how Tom Tolles can illustrate something that it will take you and I three minutes to discuss... There is a great cartoon of Donald Trump with a wall that he has already erected. Do you want to describe? Sure thing. Well, let, let me tell you, there's a, there's a funny story behind that, because um, we had finished the book. We had the final <laughs> galleys had gone out to the reviewers. Um, and then Tom and I, uh, metaphorically, we weren't physically uh, <laughs> together at the time, but it's sort of like we looked at each other. We, we both realized independently that, wait a second. We don't have a cartoon about Donald Trump. And when we started writing the book, of course, it was unclear who the um, Republican nominee was going to be. And so much of the book had to be written um, in advance of knowing how uh, things would shape up. But by the time the book was was finished, um, Trump was the nominee, and he had become such a dominant sort of source of, uh, you know, of discussion in, in, in our, in our uh, you know, in, 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 the, 
in the media that uh, we realize we, we have to. We, and and it, he's, you know, a poster child for climate change denialism, having dismissed climate change as a hoax created by the Chinese. How could we not comment on, on Trump? And so we do. Uh, we do have a cartoon um, and it involves a wall, <laughs> him building a wall. And that's all I'll say. I'll, I'll leave uh, the suspense for 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 readers to to actually um, uh, look at what we say and, 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 and what the cartoon communicates. But the, the bottom line is that, yeah, one of the two major parties, one of the candidates of one of the two major parties, the candidate, rather, of one of the two major parties, um, is a climate change denier. And it's just remarkable here in the 21st century that that could still be the case. Uh, and we make the case in the book, you know, one of the things we uh, end on is the fact that, you know, elections do matter. And this is going to be a major or break election as far as climate change is concerned. We have a stark choice. Can I say it's a very easy read on a very serious subject. It's it's very, how about this, approachable. It's well, a very thanks. approachable way to get into the subject. Uh, if, if you had not asked Leonardo DiCaprio for a blurb, but you had come to me, that's what I would have given you. <laughs> well, maybe we can, uh, maybe uh, Leo will let us swap uh, quotes. Uh, we'll have to Yeah, I don't think you'd want to do that. <laughs> hey, thanks well, so much for being that. back on really the program. I, I really appreciate the book. I appreciate your work. And I, uh, I recommend that people pick up a copy of The Madhouse Effect by Michael Mann and Tom Tolles. Thank you for that, Professor. Oh, thanks so much, Michael. Like I said, always a pleasure. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.